For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. And let's catch up with the newly crowned referee of the season who walked away with the biggest prize for match officials at the end of season awards in Deben on a Sunday. A lot of people have said that is a brave man for giving Tex Galaxy the penalty at a packed Moses Mabida Stadium against our Kaiser Chiefs in the Netbank Cup final over the weekend. And Mr. Tom joins us on the line now. Mr. Rev, good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. Uh, good evening to you, sir. Good evening to the listeners of South Africa. Thank you. You've had an interesting past couple of days handling the Netbank Cup final at the age of 28, also being voted referee of the season. How would you describe this past few days for you? Um, I would describe the past few days as overwhelming, you know. Um, very special and very close to heart. I was very privileged to be part of the most prestige final and uh, to be awarded at the end of the season, you know. Mm. And and was that Netbank Cup final your first final and how did you receive the news when you were told? Um, the Netbank Cup final was actually my first final. And when I received the news on Monday morning, I actually couldn't believe it myself, you know. Mm. I had to contact my counterparts of which I was appointed with to make sure if I'm seeing the correct uh, <laughs> message as they're getting and whether I'm dreaming or it's reality, you know. Mm. Um, it took some time to sink in, but um, as time went by, you know, it then sunk in. Would you know, this is really happening. You know, this is my very first final that I'm getting. Wow. And what kind of preparation goes into a final? Do you do anything differently compared to other games? Or did you do anything differently? Um, not really doing anything differently, you know, because we try our utmost best to treat every game the same. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Whereby we don't get to undermine particular games from others, you know. So... Uh, but mentally, at least there was the support that you get from the seniors, the team wrestling, the people that were within the same situation, the people that are within still the wrestling facilities, you know. So preparation besides the norm whereby fitness is concerned, whereby mental strength is concerned, you know. Also speaking to other people, you know, getting to be at ease, so it assists you very much going to games of this magnitude. Yeah. And do you, you say you had to call your, call your colleagues just to make sure that if it's really you, do you guys as match officials meet uh, before the match or do you, meet on, do you meet on match day or do you guys link up in the week leading up to the game? Um, normally as match officials, we will get an appointment where you know who you are going with, when and how, you know. Um, then we've got our own means of communicating telephonically, you understand, mm. uh, via emails and everything. Then at this particular time, we met a day before, you understand. Mm. But then we had been communicating throughout the day, sorting out the logistical parts of everything, um, encouraging each other, going towards the, the encounter. So, yeah. Basically, when you met, it was just to finalize everything that has transpired within the week. Okay. Now, everybody wants to know the big one. 
the big one. Benny has already tweeted us. Nicholas has already tweeted us. Please take us through that moment of awarding that penalty to TX Galaxy. It's been dubbed as one of the bravest decisions and not because you made the wrong call. I actually haven't had even one person saying that you made the wrong call, but because of the magnitude of the game and the time and who had received that penalty. I mean, did you have to think twice? <laughs> um, to be quite honest with you, you know, um, there was some bit of pressure. And for me, it wouldn't have mattered if I would have given it against TS Galaxy or for TS Galaxy. Reason being, you know, that one critical decision could have changed the whole complexion of the game, you know. Uh. It takes one decision to for one team to get to lose the 7 million, to get to lose the games that they've played from the last 32 up until the final day, you know. So that's how much pressure that the game came into, you understand. But um, with the training that we get, with the resources that we have, you understand, we, we, we are trained for such situations, you know. We are always encouraged to be at the correct position to make a credible decision, you understand? Mm. So that's what we always train to do when we are not within games. And and I saw that obviously the Chiefs players rushed to you. Uh, what were they saying? Were they saying, Mr. Ref, that's not a penalty? I think for them it was more pressure more than anything else. Like you said, it was the 89th minute yes. and suddenly such a big decision is being given, you know. Um, even I would be skeptical about something of that nature, but that's what football is all about, you understand? Mm. And then they say the reference finally, the reference decision is final, and then at that particular time, the decision that I had made, which I felt comfortable with, was final, despite what they were saying or whatever it is that had transpired after. And was there any doubt in your mind that it was a penalty? Um... Normally, we are taught, Uguti, when there's doubt, don't give it. You understand? Uh-huh. So, at this particular time, I was 120% sure for that particular moment that it was a penalty. Okay, that's a good one. So, if there's doubt, you don't give it because you are not sure, loud and clear. And then, you played an additional five minutes of injury time than scheduled. What was the rationale there? Um, basically, we consider within the second half how much time lost due to injuries, how much time lost due to substitutions. And so, as referees, we are the timekeepers. As we have summed up all the time, that's how we get to the amount of time that has been actually played. And how was the feedback then, Mr. Tom, being from your colleagues after the game? I mean, I mentioned that I haven't had one person that said it wasn't a penalty. Uh, what what did your colleagues have to say? From from the time we walked out of the stadium, or let me say from the time we left the field, the actual field, into the dressing rooms, it was all positive feedbacks. You know, we got messages from social media, tweets, messages from the office, messages from everywhere. You know, for me... I told myself, and we discussed, but it is very rare that you get. You, we were trying to find one negativity within the whole procedure, you know, and then we couldn't, you know, because yeah. in normality there's only that one or two person that maybe is not convinced because the, their team has lost or whatever, you know. Then they will come 
with the decision of, or a comment of that nature. We tried to look through those things and we couldn't get it, you know, which was for us something very good. Uh, it was a bit of an emotional roller coaster at the end of the day. Okay, for those who've just joined us, we are speaking to uh, the referee of the season at the PSL Awards, referee Abongile Tom. Uh, our studio number is 0891-104-207 if you have any questions because we are also using this for our careers and sport feature to find out what it takes to become a referee. And we're also going to tra- trace his journey to find out what it took for him to get to this level where he's officiated in the NetBank Cup final, where he was also officiating in the Soweto Derby and, uh, uh, and had an outstanding season, basically. So feel free if you have any questions related to our careers in sport feature 891 or send WhatsApp voice notes on 061-4104-107. I just asked him about that decision and let's actually hear from a uh, former referee, a referee expert now. I'm not sure what they refer to him as Mr. Ace but we actually gave him a call uh, before the show just to get his thoughts on uh, Mr. Abongile Tom and uh, also on that big decision that he made in the NetBank Cup final. So let's hear from Spot on on SAFM. Spot on. That, that's a hallmark of great referees. You're not judged on uh, the easy decisions that any referee can make. You're always judged on the basis of major decisions, game-changing decisions, and how correctly you were able to decide on those decisions. So, look, for for a referee who's uh, worked so hard, for a referee who has brought in a new level of passion into the game, uh, we, we are quite excited to see that the development efforts that we are putting in uh, from behind the scenes as people that are always available to assist, to advise, to mentor referees, but also... You know, big ups to uh, the SAFA Referees Committee for continuing on the path to discover fresh talent. He must do what I did after I won my first referee of the season trophy. I I put it away in uh, what we used to call a kist. My I put it away in my mother's kist. I I put it at the bottom of that kist so that I would not see it, so that I would forget that it existed. Because, you know, it's human nature that when you achieve an accolade uh, that celebrates your performance, you may very well sink into complacency and think that you've arrived and then that you're now there. You stop working hard. You expect people to uh, look at you as some kind of football god within the referring fraternity. He must just take that thing, hide it away, forget that it exists. Otherwise, if he doesn't do that, if he becomes pompous, like others have done, he may very well fall to the bottom. Okay, some words of advice there from Ace Ngobo. Would this um, Mr. Ref be someone that you looked up to when you were growing up or when you wanted to get into the field? To be quite honest, um, O'Price was one of the people that I admired very much, you know. Price was very decisive as a referee, and that's what you want from a referee, you know. Um, he was very consistent as a referee and someone that we looked up to, so you always said, I want to be where that gentleman is. You understand what I'm saying? 
Now, I mentioned that on Sunday, then the following day after the final, you were voted referee of the season. And um, how confident were you? Because you were up against the likes of Victor Gomes and the refugee. Um, you know, I wouldn't say I was too confident going into into the awards, but uh, at the same time, not too intimidated. You know, for me, to be quite honest, the nomination was an achievement on its own. Mm-hmm. So I told myself I've been nominated and I'm grateful for that recognition. Then whatever happens afterwards, let God take control of it. You know, whether I don't win it, I'll celebrate with whoever won it. If I do win it, I will still celebrate with whoever that is. That was there that didn't win it on the day. And as as a referee, are these goals for you or targets maybe to officiate in a cup final and also to win the end of season award? Uh, I think it, it should be natural for a referee to be to have such goals, you know, wanting to do the final, you know, wanting to win a referee's uh, awards. But then not only that, you should want to take it beyond, you know. This should be stepping stones as far as, like Price has said, keep on working hard, you know. The sky should be the limit, you know. If you want to race for the stars, which means there's no stopping because you won't get to the stars as yet. You know, this is my belief. But then these are games that you always want to do. You know, these are games that you work for the whole season in order for you to achieve at the end of the day. Okay, for those who've just uh, joined us, we're talking to referee Abongile Tom, referee of the season, and we take voice notes on WhatsApp 0614104107 and also uh, our studio number 0891104207. We've got a voice note that's come through from Mr. Ref. Evening, Mr. Msia, and to the listeners, Chilani from Holland. Congratulations to the referee there. You know, in the lower division, it's that time for the playoffs. Can you please ask the referee, where do I? report fraud of referees so that you can get help in the lower division so that those referees who are taking money can be punished thank you okay thanks for that call Tulani. we always hear about those stories in the lower uh, divisions uh, what's the protocol when something like Tulani mentioned happens um as much as it's a very sensitive issue and it's way way beyond my department but i think if you go to the SafaNet um yeah, safa.net website there are contact of which will get there and then you'll get to know who to to you understand Okay, and we can share those details with you, Tulani. Also, we'll find them with you and and share them with you. Having said that, you've been a referee now for five seasons uh, from what I've seen. But firstly, as a referee in both the NFD and uh, while you've worked in the the lower leagues and also in the APSA Premiership, what were you doing in the first four years in what they call the National League? Were you a referee? Were you assisting when you first started? Um, When I first... When I first started within the National uh, Soccer League, I started as a fourth official. That's where we got to be groomed into being exposed, you know, to games, into getting comfortability and uh, to boosting up your confidence, you know, as a referee, where you get to watch from the sides, you know. So from then, they'll give you a game or two just to assess what have you grasped up until that point, and then 
continuation should uh, happen after that, you know. So for the first season or season within the NSL, that's what I've experienced, you know. And is it different uh, officiating in the in the different leagues? Um, I've, I've always said, oh, this has always been my philosophy. Local football leagues have been the most difficult for me. The, uh, the higher you go, the more ease it becomes, you understand? Mm. Because the higher the league is, the more professionalism you get to deal with, you know? The more you get players that are more exposed to the laws of the game, which they've got a bit of understanding, whereby they know I cannot do something of this nature as it will get me into trouble, or I can't do this because it's the correct thing to do whereby within the lower leagues, I think there's very minimum interest as far as laws are concerned because players are just eager to go out there and play and enjoy themselves, you know. Okay. Let's go to another voice note that's come through on 061-4104-107. I just want to say to the referee there, well done, my brother. Congratulations. That was a huge, huge decision that you took. And looking at the time of the game, you know, it was just at the dying moment. And for you to be that brave, to put it at the spot, that was just incredible. And well done. And um, like the advice that you just had from now, hide that um, trophy. And next year, we start again. We work hard. We need to see you on point. We need to see you consistent. We need to see you making those critical decisions. And and well done, my brother. I'm happy for you. Okay, nice one. Thank you for that voice note there. And uh, also, let me just acknowledge some of the tweets. Uh, somebody says, Tsuri Tsuri is live on air. Do you know what that means? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, That's a name that I've adapted, you know. And it's a name that I can't take away from myself. But then there's, there's, there's a logic behind it, you know. Because as a referee, you could be called far worse. Yeah. But uh, I was with Coach Peter at the awards, and he still called me by that name. <laughs> and uh, I thanked him for the name, you know, because someone else could have called me far worse, you know. But then he said, I love the whistle, and that's what I do. My job is to blow the whistle. And also, to be fair, I mean, during that comment, he actually said that he thinks that you've got a bright future and he expects you to get better and better. Hence, I said, Guti, I appreciated what Coach Peter said, because yeah. many would look at the actual name itself and then they'd find the negativities behind it, because his statement still re- rings within my head on a daily basis, you know? Because yeah. he also mentions Guti, I'm not saying he's a bad referee. Yes. He just that he likes his whistle, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's my whistle, and... Uh, I'll keep on doing it. Okay. And we were we were talking now about, by the way, those who are not familiar, I think it was after a game against Pulukwane where the coach Pizzo said, this referee likes to blow yeah. the whistle. And, you know, uh, the referees are always getting the, 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 well, they're always getting criticized and hammered uh, by the coaches. But I think this was more of a compliment. And uh, really, really, it was from uh, coach Pizzo Musimane. But we were talking about the lower leagues. How does one get promoted then uh, to the APSA Premiership? Are you aware of it? Obviously, I would think that it's for good performances, but do they score the referees? Do they keep a rate card? Um, yeah, um, as far as I'm concerned, of which is something that it is happening, 
from the lower leagues, obviously that's when you get to be workshopped, you get to this test that we get to write from levels one up until level seven, you know. Um, that's just a basic start, you know, but then you're starting at your local football association where you get recognized and then through the habit that you put in this regional um, leagues that you go through and uh, there's always match assessors that are monitoring your performance, you know, it will be a different person on a different week, you know. Then those um, are sent to SAFA National and then you get to be called into these uh, tournaments where mm. you get to showcase the capabilities of yourself and what it is that has been report been reported about you as far as your assessments are concerned, you know. Then it's a ladder that you go through, through your hard work, through your consistency, and then you suddenly see yourself at the top, you know. Okay, for those of you who just joined us once again, we're talking to referee Abongile Tom. We're going to take a quick break and we'll continue after this break. Call Tabiso now, 0891-104-207. Okay, I've got a couple of people that are saying they can't get through. Please try again, 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207. Or if you really, really still can't get through, can get through rather, and then you can send a voice note on WhatsApp, 061-4104-107. But we've got Silo that's called us from Mokupane. Did you also struggle to get through, Silo? Yeah, I struggled to get through uh, uh, Tabiso. Okay, and no thanks apologies. For my call. Okay, no, thanks. It's, it's fine. I, I think we, we do understand this technology thing, Tabiso, is <laughs> sometimes is somehow. Yes. But quickly, um, um, congratulations to the uh, reverie. And I would like to find out what are the most challenging issues in the PSL um, uh, uh, in terms of the reverie? And um, how do they address them? And are they being listened to? And lastly, does our guests know those people who are taking bribes? <laughs> because we do know they are, especially in the, um, in the lower uh, PSL division and so forth. And and, 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 and and I think he did a good work on the match that we have beaten Tabiso on weekend. Um, thanks. Okay. I slept very painfully at all. Okay, um, so but, um, but to be fair to him, he's not the head of referees, so uh, we can't also expect him to answer about bribery and, and all of that. But I'll let him answer about the challenges, at least, Mr. Tom. What are the challenges faced by referees? Um, I'm not sure whether the question is based on challenge or because the, 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 the caller didn't specify as to challenges as to what. Okay, as far as let's start with challenges on the on the field. How do you deal with the criticism? Because the referees get uh, lambasted week in week out, match in match out. I mean, do you go home and you cry? How do you deal with it? Do they teach you how to deal with it? Oh, have we lost him? Okay, we seem to have lost uh, the referee there, Abongile Tom. We're going to try and uh, get him uh, back on the line uh, just to find out what, how do they deal with the criticism. And uh, let me read through the tweets then. And Gino says, yeah, especially ABC Mutsepe Leagues. I think it's referring to when uh, the referee was saying that lower football leagues have been the most difficult for him compared to officiating in the higher leagues. Machaka Arnold says there's a lot of corruption at lower football leagues. It's not easy for match officials. Sometimes they get abused uh, by 
the supporters. Someone says, ask him why he played six additional minutes instead of the two shown on the board there in that NetBank Cup final. We did uh, ask him that and he did uh, answer that. Uh, we've got Mr. Ref back on the line. Mr. Tom, I was just asking, how do you deal with the criticism? Because you get criticized by every single uh, person. Do they teach you that in the school of refereeing? Okay, let's try him again. To have, you know, we are taught to deal with uh, different situations that we encounter, you know, because we are the ones at times that they ask, Kukuti, what is it that you think are challenges as referees for us to be able to give you advice? Because remember, we are mentored by people that have been there, you know. Mm. We are mentored by people that have been through those situations. So they can relate to whatever it is that is happening. So we speak to them. They are able to empower us as much as they can as to how to deal with such. And off the field, what are the challenges? For me, I would, I've always been wondering why are we not going professional yet? Our referees, uh, is that a challenge for referees? Uh, can you repeat your question for me? Please? I'm saying the fact that our referees are not fully professional. How far are we from from the referees being fully professional? Um, I don't think Ubuti have got an answer for that question. You know, yeah. but uh, for us, I think I think referees are professional enough. Unless if I'm misunderstanding your. Oh no! Yes, yes. Is no, what I'm trying to find out is that we've always been told when we speak to referees uh, that they hold two jobs. Maybe one is a teacher during the day, and then in the afternoon or at night you go and you referee. Is that still the same situation, or can you fully make a career out of being a referee now? Um, like for instance, for myself, I'll speak about myself. I do also hold two jobs. You know. Because I believe Ugoti refereeing is, is more flexible than anything else, you understand? Because mm-hmm. in most cases, you needed to be a referee on weekends, you know. So what do you then do with the rest of the five days that you've got during the week? You understand what I'm saying? One has got to do something. Wouldn't, be, wouldn't it be better if you were a full-time professional so you can fully focus on the refereeing? <laughs> um, to be quite honest, it, it would, but um, also, on the other hand, you know, those are not challenges that we are facing, you understand? Because mm-hmm. for me, for myself, like I said, I do have a job, so it's, for me, it's working out very well. Okay, no problem. We did speak to Arisol Datus, by the way, sometime last year, and he said that uh, they were working very hard to make sure that uh, the referees become a full-time uh, professionals. They do have some challenges, but ultimately that is uh, the goal. Let's go to Newo. Thanks for holding on. Newo on the line. Fine, thanks. And you? Okay, uh, good evening to the referee of the season. There. <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask, I see there's a, con- a bit of a consistency with the referees. Like, um, like in terms of how they group in teams, I always see Mr. Abongile with Victor Gomes as the first, uh, as the fourth official, and um, Rick Siwela is one of the officials. So I, I wanna find out how it works. Is there teams that this team goes together, or or do, is it a random selection every weekend? 
Um, to be quite honest, women, um, there are people that are in charge of uh, appointments, you know. And me as a referee, I'll go wherever it is that I'm sent with, wherever it is that I'm sent with, you understand? Um, there's no particular pertinence to you get to go with this one for how many days or whatsoever. You are sent where you are sent to go and officiate and I'll go, I go wherever it is that I'm sent with, wherever it is that I'm sent with, you know. There's no preferences as to I want to go with this one or this one. Okay, we've actually got a man that can answer that for us. Uh, the head of referees at Safa, Mr. Tender Masiko, who's on the line. Oh, no, we've lost him. Okay, we're going to try and uh, get Tender back on the line there. But we've got a voice note that's come through. Uh, good evening, Tab- Tabiso and, and the, the referee. Uh, Tabiso, this is Uchusia from PE. Um, hey, Tabiso, um, the referee had a good season. But hey, Usbulele Londo. Saturday, <laughs> I must be honest, Prarob. Yes, it was a penalty. But I had wished that that game was one of his bad games where he did not see that penalty. But but he, he deserved the, the... He deserves to be the referee of the year. And also, kudos to Usus Akona. Uh, Usus Akona, the... the She's a female referee. The, these are the two referees that raised their game this season. The referee of the year and Mrs. Akona, who, who did the game uh, Chiefs against Plumfandian Celtics. And if if I'm not mistaken, he was the fourth official uh, on, on in, the, in the final game. I'm, 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 I might be mistaken, but I think it was her. So congratulations to them. Yes, sir, Jusia, you're right. That's referee Akona Makalima there. And uh, let's, we've got the head of referees at Safa back on the line, Mr. Tenda Masikwa. Good evening. Thanks for speaking to us, sir, on SAFM. Good evening to you and all the listeners. We are celebrating this man today, Abongile Tom, referee of the season. Also uh, made a very brave call in the Nedbank Cup final. I think that's what he'll be remembered for by Sam. But I've never ever had anybody saying that it was the wrong call uh, that he gave in the final. What did you make as the head of referees of his performance? Uh, His performance has been very consistent throughout the season. That is why uh, to do the the, the final. I'm very proud of uh, this uh, crop of young referees that are coming up. It shows that uh, the type of development that we are embarking on is uh, is bearing fruit. That is what uh, Safa has always been proud uh, to produce capable referees throughout. He is just one of the many that uh, that uh, we have been working. We are very proud of uh, this young crop of referees, and uh, we believe that people will still be seeing more of uh, Abongile Tom's coming up. And what kind of investment, Mr. Tender, goes into uh, these young referees that we're seeing coming up? As Safa, I mean, what kind of in- investment do you put in? You know, we are investing our time and also resources in the training of uh, these referees. Uh, uh, you may be aware that we are also training some 14-year-olds throughout the country. Yes. So these are the people that we are focusing on so that it should be like a conveyor belt. 
kill a Tom today, tomorrow it will be somebody else that will be coming up. We don't want to break the momentum. Uh, with the response that we have of, uh, of assurance, mm. we are able to do what we were not able to in the past. So we are very happy with what is happening in the referring department or in referring as a whole. We were talking to Mr. Tom about his journey. He told us that he's been officiating uh, for in the National League for about five seasons now until he got his big break in the uh, well in, in the top flight, which means that you've been monitoring him all these years and you are obviously happy with the progress. But what impresses you the most about a referee like this? Or oh, without even making it about him, what do you look for in a referee uh, that now you feel confident enough that you can promote him to do a Soweto Derby or a Cup Final or even to the APSA Premiership? There are quite a number of things that we look at. Firstly, we look at uh, the exam levels, uh, which you will have uh, written and passed. We also look at uh, the performance and we look at uh, the behavior of, uh, of these referees on and off the field. So there are quite a number of things that we are looking at. Then when we see the potential in uh, such a referee, we are able to assign an assessor that will be helping him week in, week out. Remember, meetings in their LSAs mm-hmm. and regions. So we monitor them and we'll be getting constant feedback of their performance in lower, in lower leagues. When we are satisfied that... Uh, this is a person that we need to expose in nation. Then we invite them. Uh, quite a number of them uh, they, they will be collect these referees or be inviting these referees from different regions in order to come and officiate. And we'll be having assessors there. After the tournament, We'll sit down and uh, look at those who will have made the grade in order to move over into a, a, a higher level. Mm. But it will be a constant process. It's, all, it's a continuous assessment that we are involved with. There was a question, I think, before we got you on. Somebody wanted to know how are referees grouped for certain games? Is there a specific formula that you use? Do you group them from where they're coming from? Uh, how, how does it work? No, there is no specific formula. It depends on uh, their performance. Uh, if you perform well uh, uh, this this week, uh, you following week you will be paired, you could be paired with the very same referee in a different match, or you could be paired. Oh, okay. Now I think the line has a failed us there, uh, Mr. Tenda Masuka. But we got the most of what he had to say. And uh, we've got a voice note. Let's go to the voice note before we go back to Mr. Tom. Tabiso, how are you? I'm Nathan Ike from Nairsprite. I'm asking the referee, it's a small question. Since he started to officiate the matches, has he ever found anybody trying to bribe him in any match? Thank you so much. I'm Nathan Ike from Nairsprite. Okay, but Mr. Tom, have you ever been offered money for a game? Is it something you can talk about? Are you allowed to? Um, I don't think it's something that I'm allowed to talk about, but since it has never happened, I'll answer the question and say no. Okay, loud and clear there, big no. I'm going to take a quick break and we'll wrap up after this break.
For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. And we're wrapping up now with the referee, Abongile Tom. On that note of bribery, Mr. Ref, have you ever feared for your life or for your safety after officiating a game? Um, I don't, I wouldn't really say feared my life whatsoever, but you know, there are games whereby from the stands you'd be intimidated and uh, shouted to say you won't come out of this stadium whatsoever. But that's, that's the spirit within the people, you know, that's how much they like their football. But you'd find out within the next 15 minutes after the same person has said the same thing, you'll drive past him maybe on the road and then he'll laugh about it. You'll cancel will share the joke <laughs> and then you'll drive on. <laughs> and do the players chip you on the field? Do they have a lot to say? Um, do they? Do they chip? Like do, do they chip? Do they have a lot of uh, smart comments there on the field? Uh, you know, play, play, players players are skilled, you know. They, they'll say sometimes things indirectly so, you know, but uh, it's within the motion, you know. Uh, up to so far, I've never experienced someone who would be blatantly rude to you, you know, and then carry on about the very same thing. But then players will chat, players will chat, players will say whatever it is that they've got to say. But in wrestling, you should have a heart, you know. Yeah. There are things where we are taught to swallow and stomach, you know, and then there are things where we are taught, Uguti, this is what you deal with and this is how you deal with it, you understand? Yeah. Now, finally, as we uh, wrap up, oh, somebody wants to know, you said you've got another job. Are you also a teacher? Because most referees are teachers. Uh, actually, actually, most referees are both teachers, and then you'd find a number of them within the South African Police Service, you know. So that- I'm across the road from the teachers, I'm okay. within sets. <laughs> Loud and clear, now these players know. And finally, I also heard that Jerome Damon is someone that you also looked up to, someone that inspired you coming from the Western Cape, is that correct? Yes, no, that's true. That's true. Um, there's quite a number of referees, you know, and my fear is that should I start mentioning names, I'll have to leave others and maybe I won't be forgiven. But uh, just to mention, the likes of Abu Prahis, they just called Jerome Tamon, Abdul Ibrahim, Randy Mfiki, the Luvuyo Pupumas, the Luyanda Somi. The list is very long, you know. Mm-hmm. The Kulasande Congos, Philip Tignani, Victor Sonwane, Victor Gomez, Daniel Bennett, you know, the whole lot. And those are people that I do speak to on a daily basis, you understand? Those are people that I seek from. But specifically with Jerome, because we are within the same province, you know, him and I can interact and link anytime. And Jerome has been following my games, giving me constant feedbacks, where to improve, where to continue doing good, you know. So that's the kind of relationship that him and I have had. Okay, great stuff. Mr. Ref, thank you very much for finding time to speak to us here on SAFM. A lot of people have uh, really appreciated you, have commended you for your performance. Whether they are Chiefs fans or not, you still did what you have to do. And uh, we wish you all the best uh, going forward. And uh, well done this season and well deserved. 
Thank you very much, Ngabo. Thank you, and thank you once again for giving us insight into the world of refereeing. That is Mr. Abongile Tom, the referee of the season in the APSA Premiership. And on that note, then, uh, that's where we leave it, uh, that we did receive a message about a signal somewhere. We do apologize for that. We're going to let our technicians... Oh, in Lusikisiki. Okay, we've noted that. We're going to let our technicians know that there could be a signal issue. Lusikisiki. But do join us tomorrow again. We're back right here on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabiso Musia.